Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bojack Horse Pod, the Bojack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about season five, episode 10 of Bojack Head in the Clouds. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm trying to like project more excitement than what I have because <laughs> I'm like really tired and I think it will give me energy. Is it working? It's working. I can hear your smile and your voice. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I've, I, you did tell me off air that I should smile more, so. <laughs> you just have such a pretty face. It just looks so much better when you smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a noted misogynist, Lindsay Wilson. <laughs> Sorry, I don't uh, Anyways, up front, everyone needs to know that I'm extremely tired, even though it's not late, because it's been a long, a long day, long week, long year, long pandemic, and we're all burnt out, so deal with it. But we're not alone, even though I just went straight unhinged for like a minute. We have another wonderful guest. He's coming back after joining us for Ruthie. If you listen to post-show recaps, you know Ariel. Ariel's here. What's up? Barf me a river, y'all. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> this is for a second time BoJack person, BoJack horseback, noted horse girl. No, I'm super, <laughs> super excited for this episode that I that I really, really enjoy so much. And I'm ready to have some fun and go on some tangents. Yes, incredible. I told you, Ariel, the last podcast that you were on, my sister specifically messaged me to be like, you got to get Ariel back. So oh my we're God. very happy to have you. Thank you, Lindsay's <laughs> sister. Hi. Yeah, Hazel, <laughs> Hazel really knows. She famously, like loves everything I have to say so she's she's one of my fave horse girls for sure yeah big praise she did write in Kirsten she was like I don't know if you remember you were like oh Hazel would have taken over for you if you'd gotten COVID do you remember saying that oh yes I do she was like OMG can't wait to take over the pod (laughs) wait so she can't wait until you get COVID <laughs> if I get COVID, she, she's standing That's by. Dark. That's classic sibling <laughs> well, behavior. Classic. For the record, if I get COVID, I have no one to take over for me, and I will not accept Hazel as a replacement because I can't handle Lindsay hanging out with someone else without me. <laughs> Your sister, she famously loves adult cartoons and women's voices. <laughs> yeah, you don't know her at all. <laughs> I tried to recommend a podcast to my sister recently, and she was like, is it a podcast? And I was like, yeah. She's like, then I don't like it. And I was like, you listen to podcasts. Like, she does listen to some podcasts. And I was like, you just have to find ones with male hosts. And she was like, yeah, you're right. And I was like, I wish I could help her understand why that's so bad. She does like podcasts, fine. and especially podcasts with women, like, we're not the same. Like, she's she's like... Oh, Kirsten, people listen to you podcast? Have they heard your voice? Oh, God. Every, every week, bitch. Again, like this is this is a classic sibling between I hope my sibling gets COVID and nobody wants to hear your voice. I mean, I don't want I don't want to know yeah. what my brother thinks about me me podcasting. I feel like like not to be like too stereotypical about like gender norms or anything, but like I feel like a brother would just like punch you, right? Is that, <laughs> is that not what boys do? Yeah, maybe not so much anymore. He's matured a little bit. <laughs> nice podcast he's, nerd. He's three yeah, he's three years older. Okay. Yeah, these older siblings are really out of pocket these days. <laughs> yeah, he's so analog. He doesn't know what time it is right now. <laughs> oh my god, what a segue from our guy. <laughs> Well, then we should tell him what time it is. That was so good. Oh, my God. I loved that. I love that so much. Okay, so. What time is it? We are recording 
on Monday, February 28th, 2022, in the Pacific Time Zone where Lindsay and I are, it is 5.50 p.m. In New York, where Ariel is, it is 8.50 p.m. In London, it is 1.50 a.m. on March 1st, and in Hong Kong, it is 9.50 a.m. on March the 1st. And Philbert is coming soon. Oh, my God. Incredible. Any day now. Any day now. <laughs> we also have some holidays for this one. So this episode will be coming out on... I believe March the 8th, correct? That is right. Lindsay's birthday Eve. Lindsay's birthday Eve. Also, International Women's Day. Mm -hmm. Also, the four-year anniversary of me having my dreams crushed on national television. (laughs) All important days for women everywhere. Because I, they took us out for like a nice dinner afterwards, and I looked up at one of the production people, and I was like, "I can't believe you did this to me on National Women's Day." Oh god! <laughs> so I'll always, I will, I will always <laughs> click in my head. It's also oh Girls Write Now Day, and that's like right. It's it's a day for girl writers. You have to pick up mm. a pen and write something today. What girl but, is it right no. now? Com. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! My brother texted me. <laughs> Did he ask what time? Yeah, he was like, I heard you talking about me. His ears were burning. Mm. Speaking of that, it's National Be Nasty Day. (laughs) (laughs) Ideally to your sibling. Oh, my Um, God. I mean, the the website has a picture of a girl looking scary. It says, celebrate the day by being nasty to others. Call them names and insult them. Cut in front of them in line. If you have things you really feel about people but have been holding back, today's the day to say them. Hang up on people who call you. Ignore messages you receive online and ignore your friends and family. There are tons of ways to be nasty today. Ignore (laughs) ignore your messages. Wow, I'm doing that like every day. (laughs) Wow. It's also Unique Names Day. So let your friends with unique names know that you appreciate them and the difficulties they face for having a unique name. <laughs> so you have That's to like, what it says. So you have to like out people that you think that their name is unique, aka weird. <laughs> I think yeah. your name is weird. I'm gonna celebrate that today instead of judging you like I'm I normally really do. Sorry you've been struggling so much with your difficult name. And then the person's like, My name is Jessica, <laughs> excuse me. And you're like, ah yes, you're finally coming to terms with it. Mm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) okay wait did i say national organize your home office day yet no i will not be observing yeah no it's also national peanut cluster day oh no (laughs) okay beware with allergies it looks like an it looks almost like an o henry bar in the picture Mm -hmm. so like i'll eat that that's delicious and then last the last holiday very apt with girls right now day it's national proofreading day sweet So not only write, you should proofread it. I guess everyone can proofread. It wasn't just for girls. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear. The writing was just for girls today. Yeah, the the proofreading can be done by anyone. Congratulations to all proofreading boys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We love boys and proofreading. (laughs) What's like, what would the acronym be? Because it's like STEM, obviously, for like science, technology, engineering, Mechanics? I don't know. Mathematics. Uh, of course. <laughs> I don't do math anymore. I've aged out. Yeah, um, I, I did my three years in high school. <laughs> I just, I literally sent a meme to Sasha Joseph, like, I swear to God, yesterday that was just like, don't talk to me about math. 
<laughs> like, I, I now I need to find it because I want to make sure I'm sure. Yeah, it said, please don't ever speak to me about math. I've moved on. Incidentally, today yeah. I proofread someone's math assignment. So <laughs> really hitting all the bases. Well, eight days early, you really celebrated mm. a lot. Yeah, that's right. Damn. Earlier today, I quoted Jessica Biel, who is on BoJack. She was in a movie, <laughs> Rules of Attraction, maybe. She's Fair. like, whatever, I don't care. I don't major in math. So there you go. <laughs> All comes full circle. That's it. That's the tweet. That, not the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen this movie. Is there Rules of Attraction? Yeah. I but it I sounds it like something I would love. I, it's big, like, early 2000s energy. You know, yeah, like 2002, yeah. James Vanderbeek, Kate Bosworth, Ian Somerhalder. Wow. Obviously, Jessica Biel, the aforementioned. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she's mentioned that movie and we just haven't noticed. No, oh, like, true. I knew it was a movie. Like, I've heard of it before. So I feel like we would have been like, oh, yeah, that's a movie, and then looked up what mm-hmm. it was about. Maybe. B-list. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So I think we should talk about this episode of BoJack. So we, several weeks ago at this point, theorized, you know, maybe we're not going to ever see esteemed character actress Margot Martindale ever again. In my head, I felt like that was wrong, that we would see her again. But I couldn't remember. And every indication was that she died in a spaghetti-related accident in the sea, you know? Mm -hmm. But no, she has been at a convent with nuns ever ever since she crashed Escape from L.A. Yeah, I was pretty sure we saw her again. Didn't know where or when or in what context. Or how or why. Any of those things. I still don't know if we're going to see her again after this, but we must. Surely we must. My brain does not remember it. <laughs> but she's alive. It's a miracle. She survived. But she's been unresponsive for two years. Mm-hmm. Yes. How did we feel about this interaction between the two nuns? Because, like, the one nun is, like, the head nun, like, the mean one. And then the <laughs> other one is, like, obviously more junior. And she's like, I've been praying, but she's not getting better. And the mean nun's like, oh, you you need a sign? Like, th- this is wrong. Like, mm-hmm. Go prove your faith to God that he may reveal his glory to you. One of them is is uh, voiced by Audra McDonald. I, I think, it, I mean, my guess would be, like, the, the junior nun has more lines, but then again, the older nun has, like, more to say at the beginning. Um, it's the way I didn't even open up the IMDb for this episode because I'm so stupid. I thought you'd be more on top of the Mother Superior terminology since you're a famed Sound of Music fan, Kirsten. M- yeah, Mother Superior in Sound of Music is nice. This yeah. one was a bitch, first of all. And also, I'm not Catholic. Yeah, same. Okay, who does it say? Uh, Yeah, Audra okay. McDonald was Mother Superior. Yeah, that makes sense. Her energy is unrivaled. I was going to say, you said her name as though she's someone I'm supposed to know. I guess she's like more known for her for her theater work. Amazing singer, amazing actress. Sound of Music Live as the Mother Abbess. Yes. Incredible. <laughs> I do also love that she was in The Good Fight, which means she would have worked with Margot Martindale before. I was going to say, yes, amazing. she's still on. I mean, as of this last season, I don't remember. It's been that whole universe, The Good Wife, Good Fight. Uh, universe spans like 10 years at this point probably more but she's only been on the good 
fight, not the good wife. Yeah, she's been on the good fight since 2018. She's also on the Gilded Age, which I have not watched yet, but like I'm deeply looking forward to watching because I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was on one episode of The Good Wife. Oh, interesting. But as a different character. Yeah, see, that's why oh, I don't remember her. That makes sense. Here. Yes, it's, it's very like Grey's Anatomy or like mm-hmm. Law and Order. You know, it's like eh, and no one will care. Speaking of Grey's Anatomy, she's the main character in Private Practice. Private Practice, yes. That's where a lot of people know her from. She took over, like, the pilot famously was filmed with another actress. Oh, God, I'm not going to remember her name. And then, who was on Alias? Marin Dungey. And then they just recasted it because it was the pilot was so bad. Audrey McDonald took See, over. now Chappelle's going to be mad at me because I have promised him that I am going to watch... Private practice now that I've finished Grey's Anatomy. Oh my God. But I haven't started yet because I just like don't have it in me to do another like big Shonda project right now. Like I just don't have the emotional bandwidth for that. But seems like a big undertaking. It's, I mean, it's smaller than Grey's Anatomy. I will say it starts out pretty awful. But the but like the highs, especially I want to say like in two and three, like it it was better than Grey's at the time. Like when Grey's was still kind of riding high. Okay. Well, now I have two people pushing me. So like, it's on my <laughs> list. It'll happen. Don't worry. That was barely a shove. <laughs> well, I mean, like when you're already like standing nudge. on the edge, right, like that's true. A, just like a light breeze could take you. You know. That's totally fair. <laughs> totally fair. I'm not seeing another actress for the other nun, so I have to assume that it was Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> the only option. <laughs> or just Allison Brie. Yeah, or Alison Brie. So those are the only options there. Yes. Anyways, you have to take the woman to the water so you can see God's glory. But she does say a word, and it's Bojack, because mm-hmm. a huge Filbert inflatable is flying above her in the sky. I loved this reveal where she like pulls back her hood and like the nun says to her, like, you could be anyone, like a proud Southern patriarch yeah. or a Russian spy. <laughs> It's so good. Just, I really love how they, they hammer in this character actress thing like mm-hmm. through the whole series. Yes, very good. She's so good. I still, uh, I mean, like I love. This was so long ago at this point, but she's like, I disappeared into theater, like into other roles. Mm-hmm. It's just like she's so. It's it's so good, and she's and it's so much fun that she's having so much fun with it. Mm-hmm. She's fully committed. Yes. Yeah, she really is like, let me be unhinged in the best way. <laughs> yeah. Man. Bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> Sorry if you haven't watched the Euphoria finale. Oh, shit. Do I have to take that out? Take it out. Scally <laughs> will kill me. Okay. Scally will kill me if I spoil Euphoria for him. He's on season one still. Please <laughs> take it out. No chance. No chance. Yeah, he's going to get spoiled, but it's not going to be from right, me. Right, right. Just put a beep in there. <laughs> yeah, just, just beep out a lot of that do you, do you need me to give you a sound effect to to beep it out with yeah sure do it bloop 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 <laughs> you can use that okay great i love it i use it as many times as you it's need. so consistent it's i do i've done that before on kowski cast because i it's of course something i've stolen from nicole Bayer because she does that mm-hmm. on her podcast so okay so we come back from the pre-credit scene and it says 60 days earlier and shows mm-hmm. Bojack lying on the ground in the aftermath of the car accident at the end of last episode. He, he's in rough shape. 
Yes, very bad. And this like immediately cuts to 57 days later, three days before the thing with the nuns. And that (laughs) cracked me up so much. (laughs) And I did, I was even able to read that because I watched this at my computer, like an actual professional podcaster. Incredible. And I had my contacts in. I just, nice. I just remember pausing it the first time I watched it and being like, wait, okay, hold on. And I had to like map it out like 60 days early because I, I was tripped, tripping up on like the later versus earlier and like, which know, was which. Yeah. Like, oh God, it, it seems so easy, but I'm so confused. I did the same thing because at first I was like, shouldn't it be three days after the BoJack thing? So I was like 57 days earlier. I was like, wait, no, it's 57 days after the car thing. Like, okay. Yeah, I felt very dumb. Thankfully, they make it a lot easier because we see Bojack, though he does have his arm in a sling, is mostly recovered. So it does help us with the timeline a little bit, I think. Right. Yes. But yeah, because today is the premiere party for Filbert season one. Yeah, incredible. And all the reviews are actually pretty positive in spite of all of our many criticisms. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like Diane actually really made a big impact on this show and turned it into something that people really enjoy and resonate with. Mm -hmm. I did also love how Bojack is like struggling to do up his pants and he's like, I don't know how I gained weight. Like I spent two weeks in bed on a feeding tube and Gina goes, you were just having milkshakes. And he's basically (laughs) the same thing. Basically. That would be me if I couldn't have solid food. uh, Yesterday I had a milkshake for dinner and it was great. And I would do it again tonight if I could. I support you in this and everything. Yeah. And this reveal that like clearly because Bojack stopped over at her house on like this, not quite a bender, but he was looking for pills. And like, that's the only Mm -hmm. reason they're still together basically is like kind of upsetting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Cause she's so good. And you just know that she like, took really good care of him while he was like really injured and like now she's even like oh like are we going to like be together together at the premiere and he's like no (laughs) yeah like he even says like i appreciate you visiting me every day like every single day it's very impressive from gina well no co-star has ever showed up on her doorstep before yeah i also really liked bojack's response to the review where it's like oh Horseman brought surprising depth to the character, to the eponymous character, and he's like surprising. And he's like, oh, and I suppose eponymous was a pun on pony. Pony so pun. It's very funny. I loved it. And then this is where Gina also notices that she's been mentioned for her phenomenal performance, and this has never happened before. And Bojack goes, "It's just because you're a good actress," which I thought was like <laughs> pretty sweet coming from Bojack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, don't let it go to your head. It's just because you're a good actress. And then he gives her a present and it's like, don't let it go to your head. It's just because I like you. <laughs> like, I think you're misusing that. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's trying to like make he's using the intonation of like a backhanded compliment, but he isn't saying mm-hmm. anything bad. <laughs> he's like, it's because yeah. you're a great actress. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she puts the earrings on and is like, already went to my head. Yeah, I did like that. I like that because they are on her head, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, very cute. He also takes pain pills during this moment. And Gina's like, are you okay? Like, that's a lot. So just, you know, queuing up that he really did get in a car accident so that he could have more drugs within the rules of Hollyhock's agreement. And mm-hmm. he still is on them. He did promise. And he didn't break his promise. Ugh, it's it's so yeah. yeah. It's 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 unfortunate to see. Feeling more a letter of the law than a spirit of the law situation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. That really <laughs> makes you think. Really makes you think. <laughs> I've really I've started saying that a lot ever since we watched that episode. I was like, whew. 
really makes you think. <laughs> yeah, it turns out people want bigger answers than that. <laughs> I haven't used it at work yet, but you know what? Hope springs eternal. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you, maybe I should try it. You have that in your pocket forever. <laughs> really makes you think, you know? Yeah. We also see Princess Carolyn reading either the same review or one in the same spirit to Diane, and she gives Diane credit for the good review because her work made the show successful. It would not have been good otherwise. Yeah, her framing is so funny, too, where she's, like, reading it, and it's like, this is not a sad man, but a barely scabbed-over wound of a person. She's like, Diane, you're the one who made him into a wound. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. That's so gross. Like, I'm no thank you. But this is where she gets interrupted by Abe Ziegler, voiced by Gabe Kaplan, known for Welcome Back, Cotter. Like, he wrote Lewis and Clark. Wow. Fast Break loser definitely not like in a million things but has written some really good stuff and was in welcome back Cotter and, and lewis and clark as well mm-hmm. so it looks like he wrote his own shit he was like i'm gonna write something so i can be like the main character like he was gabe cotter and welcome back Cotter. yeah this whole ziegler popsicle stick storyline didn't super work for me but i see why they needed it in there because this goes real dark by the end and that is just nothing but fluffy nonsense (laughs) so i will always remember abel ziggler walking into the room with the blue popsicle in his mouth because this happened very shortly after a twitch stream where previous guest and friend of the pod colin stone just was eating a blue popsicle on stream but like (laughs) it's very funny and then like a whole group chat of us and we just were like all were sending this screenshot of Colin eating a popsicle but like with like more and then like more and more like with more and more of him Enhan- and it was just like <laughs> like not enhanced like the opposite of enhanced oh, it was oh. a horrible quality screenshot but there'd be like seven of the same screenshot like in one <laughs> picture and it's re- it's a really funny screenshot oh it's like when I you will- post stories of stories and it starts getting like yes, further exactly. and further away. it was yeah. kind of it was kind of like that but it was also like years ago <laughs> also 2005 (laughs) like the the popsicle thing happened before season five of Uh. bojack came out i'm pretty sure or it came out around the same time because i remember seeing this happen on my screen and instantly texting the group chat a side by side of this man with the blue popsicle (laughs) and colin Oh my god, the plagiarism storyline was plagiarizing Colin Stone. Um, I, I'm gonna, I know for what a, a fact twist. that if I go back into my phone, I, I'm certain I still have the screenshot. I hope if so. If I go back to, to 2018. Blue Popsicle. But to your point, Lindsay, the, like I, I love this episode and the reason why mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about it was like because of where it ends and what it like represents mm-hmm. for Diane and Bojack's relationship. And it's such a high that like I, I agree that the, that the comedy doesn't work as well. Like it's so zany. It's almost like too ridiculous. But I kind of don't care because the other <laughs> stuff is just like so juicy and we've been waiting so long for it. So, so I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, you don't pick easy ones, Ariel. The <laughs> one also devastated. I'm a complicated end. person. <laughs> yeah, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I think okay. so. <laughs> I'm getting better. <laughs> I found the screenshot. I'm gonna send it to you, Lindsay. Okay. I don't. I would. I don't know if I can post this to social media because <laughs> it's not like. Oh my. 
Okay, I'm gonna try to hold Wait. it up so yeah, that I was gonna see. Oh just my so god. Like, <laughs> so just so like anybody listening knows, he has like you know how the like most popsicles have like two popsicles and they're stuck together and then you like break them apart and like maybe mm-hmm. share with a friend or like put one back in the freezer to eat in like two minutes once you've demolished the first one, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's eating both halves at once and he has like the whole popsicle like halfway in his mouth with it hanging out and i need to reiterate that this was on a live stream on twitch like in a video call with like seven other people and i just was like colin what are you doing like first i took a screenshot and then i was like what are you doing before you stop doing it i need to take a picture well yeah i had to take a screenshot before i asked because it's like you just saw ariel it's hilarious no it's good like the the thing has completely disappeared basically and yeah. did he, did you think he forgot that he was like, you know, sometimes your brain just like forgets. I think that's just how he eats a popsicle. And he was just like, this is, this is how people do this. This is fine. <laughs> this is Which, socially like, acceptable. If that's how you eat a popsicle, that's how you don't, you know what? I would so much rather see someone eat a popsicle like that than see a straight man who's like, well, I can't eat a banana in public. <laughs> you know? So like, it's definitely the better end of the it's, spectrum. It's progressive. Progressive, progressive ice cream eating. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny. Oh and God. so that's what I think of every time I see Abel Zinkler with the popsicle so in his mouth. But the reason why he has the popsicle is because he worked for, and I didn't write down the name of the company because I don't care, but it's like a popsicle <laughs> company that does jokes on the stick, like a Laffy Taffy joke, but you get the setup for the joke at the bottom of the stick, and once you eat the popsicle, you can get the punchline. And so mm-hmm. there's many scenes of Abel just like housing a popsicle <laughs> throughout the course <laughs> of this episode, and makes me laugh really hard. A because I need lightness in my life, and B, because it makes me think of Colin Stone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, incredible. Every time he moves, the, too, though, it's like all these weird little zany sound effects of like, mm-hmm. like every time he's moving around, it's uh, it's good stuff. Ziegler's Frozen Funnies. Frozen Funnies. I'm a big, like, popsicle person, even to I got really into popsicles during my strep throat situation this year. Mm-hmm. And the habit is just kind of stuck. And if anyone lives anywhere where there's a thrifty foods, there is a compliments brand lollipop and it's called like a lolly's ice rocket or something, but they have a wow. sour one. And so it's like a sour candy popsicle. It's so good. It's the best thing in the world. Wow. I don't even know. Good recommendation. If, what does what kind of dessert we're talking about at this point? <laughs> it's a it's a rocket, like a rocket. It's a rocket. It's so many things. But it's sour. It's wow. it, it it contains multitudes. It is all things to all people, wow. and I wow. recommend it highly. Incredible. Sounds like it must be tried. <laughs> it's absolutely. I'll see if I'll I'll book an extra seat to New York to bring a cooler of. Oh my god! Don't tease. <laughs> I can't. I can't afford one seat to New York. Let alone two. Send send just to the. No no no. I, I would want you here. Oh my god. <laughs> it's fine. Ariel doesn't want to meet me. I get it. No. Oh my god. Ariel will pick it up at the airport. <laughs> It'll be like we met. Oh my god. At least at least you would have tasted the the popsicle. Right. I was gonna ask if either of you are like popsicle people or are you like normal adults that probably don't eat as many popsicles as I do. So I would like almost never 
buy popsicles. But if you were like, I have popsicles, I'd be like, of course, give me one. I'm not made of stone. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally still a human, said the robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard Lindsay's robot voice today. I don't. Is, is this a I'm Henry Fondle situation? <laughs> is Lindsay really a sex robot? That is what I like. I love it when you call me father. <laughs> I am, I'm similarly not, like I wouldn't go out of my way to buy, actually, it's so funny. I just moved at the beginning of this month to my own place finally. And I, one of the only things that I left at my old apartment with my roommate was this box of popsicles that I did. Oh my God. <laughs> but only because they were like, too sour or not too sa- too they were like a lemon or lime taste and it was just like mm. too much like i guess too tart right. or i'm not sure what yeah, that's exactly product. don't worry um, that's not what, what the rocket pops are like i was like i feel bad <laughs> it's one of those things where like i don't want to leave anything here that wasn't his but like i'm in a rush so i'm just gonna he's leave probably gonna eat the popsicles i think I it'll be so. okay then there's no waste that would be ideal you gotta frame it as like these are the best ones yeah. and I'm like, well for you oh did i leave those <laughs> damn no, until he is like, oh, let me bring them to you. No, please yeah, don't. <laughs> I feel like I similarly would have been like, oh, I'll never buy popsicles. But now they're like on my grocery list. I'm like, oh, out of the uh, Raleigh's Ice Rocket Pops. <laughs> like, you got to stock up. Yeah. Well, now, it's a, now it's a habit. Are there different sour versions? Or no, all... it's just okay, okay, one. Okay. It's one sour flavor okay. and it's well, but it's the thing. It's like you know the how the rocket pops. It's like there's like the green part, the yellow part, the red part, uh, and they yes, like, yes, all yes, taste yes, like yes, a yes. little different. It's it's delicious. It's the Layers. best. Imbe- like the fact that these are like a no name store brand is crazy because they're the like one of the best things I've ever tasted in my life. You're getting it out. You're getting the name out there. People will know now. <laughs> huh, compliments, <laughs> please. Bojack Horsepod, sponsored by oh the Sour Pops. I compliments Raleigh's Sour Rockets. Okay, speaking of Henry Fondle, Todd is trying mm-hmm. to throw him away because he keeps making people uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. But, you know, Henry Fondle's a, a, smart, a smart talker, and he convinces Todd to give him the business and take him to work. <laughs> Yeah, I love this so much. All of the misunderstandings with Henry Fondle in this episode. Very ambitious guy. Really goes all the way to the top. (laughs) It's just so funny. Like, I know it doesn't work for everyone. And I, you know, it it can be a lot. It just the Henry Fondle (laughs) character. I used air quotes of character for Henry Fondle. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just so ridiculous that like everyone takes what he says and they find such clever ways of like interpreting it differently. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, you're right. I should do that for my wife. Like, It's just so weird that no one seems to notice that he's a robot with a bunch of dildos on him. (laughs) But you know what? If they're too stupid to see the various accoutrements that he has going on, then Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, take him to work. I did wonder if that's what the the CEO guy thought when he said, you've got balls. (laughs) I was like, oh, does he see that? (laughs) Literally, yeah. (laughs) I do feel like it's like a fancier, like more elaborate version of that, like season one episode with the chicken where she keeps just going like, buck. And they're like, yes, it is a big pen or whatever. Yes. (laughs) That's a great call. Exactly. Except for like, she at least looked like other sentient beings in the world. (laughs) Like Henry fondled us, but... That's okay. <laughs> On the way to the premiere, Bojack and Gina get a call from Mr. Peanut Butter, who is asking if they want to drive to the premiere together. It'll be just like this phone call, except for 45 minutes. Oof. 
hard pass. Uh, Bojack's <laughs> like, yeah, no, uh, gotta go by, and hangs up. And Mr. Peanut Butter's like, oh, I guess he accidentally hung up after he said gotta go by. <laughs> <laughs> I love the running gag of, like, Bojack being like, oh, the waitress. Like, he first he's like, who is that? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it's, she's, Pickles is always just the waitress. Oh, the waitress, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he goes like, Pickles is here. Like, what Pickles? And then she talks like, are you the Pickles? <laughs> She's like, I don't know if I'm the pickles. pickles. Not yet. <laughs> she's not just a waitress. She's a waitress slash aspiring Instagram influencer. I do love, I feel like they do a very good job of showing how much younger Pickles is than literally everyone else in the show by the dress that she's wearing to the premiere mm-hmm. because that is like, it's like a prom dress. Like, yeah. not like a long prom dress. Like, it's not like a ball gown or anything like that. But like, I feel like it's like a 2010 prom dress. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Yeah, like something some something somebody that age would definitely wear. Like it's something like that for... I would have worn in 2010 when I was 18. I would have thought that that was like a very appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. The height of fancy. <laughs> like a Betsy Johnson mm-hmm. situation almost. Oh my God, Betsy Johnson. It's been so long. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So this is where we we figure out why the popsicle stick is in the show at all. And it's because a line from the show is stolen from the popsicle stick. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Ziegler wants respect. He doesn't want money. He wants respect. Yeah. I loved this joke so much, even though it was like a nothing joke. But Flip says, like, how much longer do we have to listen to his popsicle shtick? He goes, it's pronounced stick, idiot. <laughs> I laughed at that audibly. I wrote that one down. Yes, I didn't write down what the stolen joke was. It was something about an oyster. It was stupid. Yeah, it comes back yeah. later. It's not... It wasn't funny. funny. The the shtick thing is is way funnier, for sure. The shtick thing was definitely. And so Princess Carolyn invites Mr. Ziegler to the premiere because he can have like a bunch of tiny tacos that are so small they're impossible to fold without making a mess. You just need to sign this contract. And he signs, but he can only give consent for the setup. They need permission from his partner if they want to get the the punchline. And the the punchline partner is... His name is Ziggy Abler, which made me laugh very hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very good. They haven't talked in 30 years, so that's the the tension there. I love how he says, I'm willing but not able. Because- <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so good. <laughs> With a little, like, too. hat tip. Yeah, so yes. good. He is voiced by Richard Lewis, who you might know from Robin Hood Men in Tights. Mm, I do. You might know from, I guess he's been himself on Curb Your Enthusiasm lots, but everyone knows I don't watch that. He's in Daddy Dearest. He's got like quite a few credits, but I like really do not think I know him. He was in Seventh Heaven, Lindsay, so you'd know that one. (laughs) Well, I know him from Robin Hood, Ben and Tights. Who was he in then? He was Prince John. Ah, uh, yes, of course, that guy. Yes. Ah, yes, of course. Yes, that guy. That's exactly what you would say if you don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like the height of comedy, that movie. Oh, my God. I, I was obsessed. I'm pretty sure I turned it off because I was like, ugh, what is this? <laughs> I remember laughing a lot. I just don't know that I've ever seen it again, which now seems like a I mistake. loved it so much. He's been in a lot of stuff, but I, I don't know this man. Oh, I do recognize him. He used to do, like, stand-up comedy. You, you know, they would show, like, actual stand-up comedy on Comedy Central at one point. To me, he I looks think. like he could be anyone. Like, this face. 
<laughs> like he could be a judge, he could be a spy, he, he could, could be, be character any- actor Michael yeah. Martindale. He could be anyone. I Southern matriarch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he could well Southern patriarch, but yeah, he could absolutely <laughs> do that. Like yeah, I I'm sure that I'm going to get some sort of flack for this cuz I know people like love Robin Hood Men in Tights, but I just like didn't like it and turned it off. So Yeah, I feel like it probably hasn't aged that well, honestly. Yeah, that's, maybe that's you're funny. actually canceled for thinking it's funny, Lindsay. <laughs> it does have Dave Chappelle in it, so. It does? Not Look great. at me before mm-hmm. my time. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Young Kirsten was so woke. <laughs> <laughs> you just knew eventually this is not going to hold up. <laughs> yeah. That's why I famously don't watch anything old so that I can't ever like something. Because new things don't ever get canceled. Famously. Never. Also, you know, on a serious note, nothing ever gets actually canceled, mm. and people that need to face consequences often don't. So, there's some yeah. doom and gloom for you today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into the doom and gloom of the episode. E- so Diane didn't even know Bojack was in a car accident. Yeah, that's weird, and right? And this, like, this set up most of the episode where I actually, like, I'm obviously, like, BoJack sucks and did bad stuff, but I hate Diane in this episode. Whoa. Like, I hate her strong. in this episode. I was watching it getting so mad. Hmm. Wow. <sighs> like, I'm not, like, t- I'm not on BoJack's side, like, to be clear, right. Bojack's shitty, and we've already talked about why everything that he's done is <laughs> shitty, but I could not stand Diane in this episode. She was making me so mad. Interesting. Is that at the part at the end? Yeah, or we'll, like get, we'll get into it, it at, the, at the end, but just I feel like it's important to set up that she didn't even know that he had been in an accident because it kind of undermines everything she says about them being friends. Yeah, I mean, he didn't call her, obviously, though, right? Yeah, yeah she, but like it goes both ways. No, it, it does yeah. go both goes it does go both ways, I agree. I think that was the most that was actually like one of the immediate sad things at the top of the episode. I was like, wow, they haven't seen each other. It's been almost sixty days. Like they haven't seen each other mm-hmm. obviously because this is the best shape he's been in since he got into the accident. And she doesn't even know. It's just like and you you do watch like slowly the deterioration of their like communication throughout like she's he basically steals her therapist and like all these things happen and she's just like had enough and she after she writes that scene it kind of makes sense that their mm-hmm. tension like he doesn't want to tell her mm-hmm. what happened and she's like all right cool well, cuz the other the, the last time we saw them was at the halloween party and to be fair like once she got this information, until this episode, she doesn't actually ask him about it. She mm-hmm. just is like, guess we don't talk about this. And so, like, and again, it's not to say, oh, that means Bojack is in the right and everything is fine. But I really don't think that she approached the situation in a good way either. And I, I, didn't, I did not like Diane in this episode. Yeah, I'm like really not surprised though that she didn't reach out just to be like, "Hey, how's it going?" Because everything with them has been so tense. Yeah, but like, you'd I feel like think if she wants to know, she'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna try and talk to you about like this information and this scene." Like, it's just weird to me that yeah, no, about that for sure. But about like the arm thing, like I feel like she's not doing just like check-ins at this point. She's like, something is going on that I want to know about. I'm not just gonna like call him. Like, I hope that we'll have a moment where we talk about this, but like. 
we have clearly just like ended this on a super awkward note where like it's in the big bucket of stuff we don't talk about. So probably they're in just like a freeze at the moment. And, and it isn't it isn't foreign to their relationship or, you know, to their friendship or whatever you want to call it for them to mm-hmm. go like stretches of time. Like when he disappeared in season three, like yeah. mm-hmm. it kind of comes and goes in waves and like it makes sense that I think on some level she doesn't she knows that when she finds out it's going to be bad like she's afraid to find out so it always made sense to me that like she would be hesitant to reach out even if because there is nothing to talk about with them like they're gonna get to this conversation anyway so why pretend like oh we can just talk about like how the day or the weather is going or whatever yeah. yeah, and I I don't think that, like, I'm not trying to say, oh, she should have called to be like, oh, how are you? And I just think that she would have been trying to get more information because she's, like, an inquisitive person. Yeah. And thus yeah. would have found out about the car accident through, like, I, I don't know, like, anyone, like, no mutual people. Like, it's just weird to me that she just didn't even know. And I just, I, I think that it's, I think that the show had to intentionally separate Diane and Bojack further over the course of season five because they don't want it to be like the complicated thing of you're friends with someone and you find out that they did something horrible. I think they wanted to have that distance there to make it a little bit easier. But I just think that Mm -hmm. that makes it like mean less. Like I, I think that it would be way more interesting if it was something where you're you're seeing someone find out that a person they really care about and are friends with has done this horrible unforgivable thing and they're grappling with how to deal with that I, like i just think that's much more compelling than how it actually is has played out thus far and i don't i i just didn't find the conversation between diana and bojack believable at the end but we're not there yet so don't know we'll talk about it then <laughs> Henry Fondle becomes the new CEO of whattimezeraynow.com. Like, <laughs> yeah. like made the it. CEO has a Rube Goldberg on his desk to pour a drink at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I want to be on top of you. Because <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. how people ask for a job, right? Um, for the record, the CEO of whattimezeraynow.com is voiced by Isaiah Whitlock Jr., yeah. Have we not talked about this guy before? Yeah, we've talked about him before, right? I think so. I don't remember. I guess I could look up Bojack on his page and see if he's been in more episodes. No, he's only in one episode of Bojack. Huh, wow. there you go. Interesting. Yeah, he's in seven episodes of Veep as George Maddox, right? Is he the general? Yes. Was on Law & Order SVU for 15 years. Oh, the wow. pipeline. Well, over fi- well over the course of 15 years, not like every episode or every season. Right. <laughs> and played four different characters in that time. Wow. Wow. How dare they make us think, <laughs> like, treat us like we're stupid. So many personalities. Have, have either of you heard of The Angriest Man in Brooklyn? No. I don't think so. That's a Robin Williams movie. Oh, what year? Robin Williams, Mila Kunis, Peter Dinklage, and Melissa Leo. What? What a That's combo. like... Is this in Sutton the Foster was in it. James Earl Jones was in it. There's a lot of famous people in this cast. <laughs> Sounds like it. Star-studded. But yeah, how did y'all feel about this, like, 
CEO Henry Fondle conversation. I did not write down what was said other than when he said, you will submit to my desires because I laughed at that. <laughs> I wrote down a bunch of them because I thought they, like, this is, of course, absurd and silly, and I loved all of it. I thought it was so funny. All of these, like, like I'm CEO of this company. It's like, that's my favorite position. <laughs> well, you can't have it. It's like, give it to me. <laughs> like, I think that's hilarious. And, how, uh, yeah, it's- how does the robot always say the thing that makes sense in the context of the conversation? That's what I would like to know. Maybe he's becoming sentient. That's yeah, so scary. I feel like there's there's <laughs> there's like a limit if you like actually write down the things he's saying. It's it's there is some repetition, mm-hmm. but it's just like funny the way that like people fold their half of the conversation into mm-hmm. what he's saying. Or I mean, I guess, yeah, it's a ro- it's a male robot, I guess, right? I just keep you saying he, but it it's it's just so ridiculous. Like it shouldn't work, and it shouldn't be that funny, but it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah, so stupid. But yeah, it is funny. Like, I only didn't write it down because I assumed Lindsay was writing it down. I sure did. (laughs) So after he says, uh, "You will submit to my desires," there's a random woman in the like at the boardroom table, whatever. She's like, "He's leaning in, and I respect that." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot because okay. everyone just responds so positively to him. They're like, he's our new CEO. And everyone's like, great. He seems yeah. great. Yeah. So Todd created this robot and now the robot is his boss. And that is just yes. something to consider if you are thinking about making a robot. It could be your boss one day. <laughs> and he's coming to the Filbert premiere. Now this, I, and again, I, I don't know if this is going to pan out or not because I do not remember episodes 11 or 12 or season six really of Bojack that well. But like Henry Fondle's going to get sued for sexual harassment, right? Like, <laughs> seems inevitable, like, right? It's got to happen. I cannot comment. I do remember what happens. To you can tell the us character. after we're done recording because yes. <laughs> I do not remember. I shan't, I shan't say on pod. Oh, perfect. But. Yeah, Todd brings him to the premiere party as well. So now we've got a whole cast of characters at the premiere party itself. Bojack does a little speech before the before it shows. Flip also does, but I like don't care what Flip has to say. But Bojack says, you know, we all have filberts in our lives, or we've been filberts, and we're all terrible, so we're all okay. And Diane is like so upset by this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tiny taco in her hand goes everywhere, as Princess Carolyn yeah. warned. <laughs> it's impossible not to make a mess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This episode is an hour and 18 minutes long. A very long episode. Yeah, I wrote hour and 18 men with like seven question marks. A tight, yeah. a, t- a, a, a tight, tight hour, hour and 18 minutes. minutes. Yes. I, love, I love all the digs they get at like the quote unquote prestige like mm-hmm. dramas <laughs> of today. But, like, that's it's on a streaming service online, so it's not, you know, confined to the 42 minutes that you would need on a regular network. Yeah. Imagine a full season of Filbert that every episode is, like, 78 minutes long. Like, what are they filling that time with? But, Lindsay, they're not episodes. They're chapters. True. Yes, true. (laughs) So I don't care what Flip has to say. Um, I think of the show as more of a novel than a TV show. (laughs) That's how I think of our podcast. Should we rename all of ours to be chapters? Chapters, yeah. It seems like a lot of work for you to do for (laughs) no actual payoff. (laughs) Also, in his speech, Bojack keeps calling Flip Herb, so. Yes. Yeah, this is like, to me, this is very, like Bojack has started throughout the season to not be able to differentiate between like the set and his house. And now it's like, Mm -hmm. and now, you know, with the pills and like, he's just getting more and more 
this, you know, where he's just like yeah. not able to like differentiate things. To be fair, the set did look exactly like Bojack's house, and I don't think that Herb Kazaz looks exactly like Flynn. Like David Boreanaz's <laughs> house, you mean? Exactly. Right, of course. I forgot it was based on that. Yeah, he doesn't look anything like Herb Kazaz. I've just rem- reminded myself. Yeah. 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 Um, but Pickles hates this show. <laughs> and I've never respected Pickles more. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I left to go text my friend. Like, she, it was an emergency. She had to text her friend, LOL. <laughs> and, you know, it's a lot of pressure to watch the show with Mr. Peanut Butter, who's constantly looking over, asking her, what do you think? Do you like it? Did you like that scene? <laughs> do you love it? Are you loving it? <laughs> <laughs> so good. But no, that would be awful. It's funny to hear about it, but that would be an awful experience. Like, you wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to just relax. Yeah, no, she hated it, but now she can see it's important to Mr. Peanut Butter, so she is going to go home and watch the whole season when it drops at midnight, even if it kills her because she hates it so much. Oh <laughs> she's like, I just really don't like it at all. And he's like, you don't have to watch it if you don't like it. She's like, yeah, you don't have to like all my Insta posts, but you do, so I'll do it. It's, uh, it's a lot. I would say, actually, that he does have to like all of her Insta posts <laughs> when they're dating. I think that's a rule. Yeah, those two, now that you mentioned yeah. it, those two things are not, like, equivalent. Like, the amount of time it takes <laughs> to like the posts versus the amount of time it's going to take her to watch this, like, soul-sucking yeah. show, potentially. Like, if I put out a poll right now, is it a fair trade-off to, like, <laughs> all of someone's Instagram posts versus watch an entire season of their TV show? Like, uh, the Instagram post would win in a landslide that it's, like, a, an easier option. I think so. I'm not even going to make the poll because I already know what the poll will say. <laughs> it's three out of three on this pod. Yeah, you just polled. <laughs> that was the poll. Yeah, yeah, no poll needed. But they're getting, there's a little bit of buzz. Gina thinks like they might actually get a season two and that has never happened to her before. Yeah, poor she's Gina. pumped about it. And people really like her performance. She did a good job. Yeah, even like the reporters come and, and Gina thinks that they're asking to borrow Bojack, but they're asking to borrow her because she did so well. Yeah. I love this for her. She seems so happy. Yeah, and it's it's so genuine. Like obviously, you know, she says mm-hmm. it's never happened before and she's like fully enjoying it and being mature and trying to like take it all in and not let it go to her head. Like it's all it's all very positive for her. Yeah. Love Gina. Diane it like tries to apologize to Flip for fixing the show because she thinks that by making Philbert more well-rounded, she made him vulnerable, which makes him relatable and likable. And now dumb assholes can use it to defend their actions. And she's trying to get them to like pull the entire show. Which, <laughs> like, obviously they're not going to do that. Like, like I, I just don't understand what she's like. Cause like, obviously if you put, like if you create art or anything and you put it out into the world, you don't actually have any control over how people perceive it and what they mm-hmm. like do with it. And that's something that you kind of need to make peace with. But yep. Diane has not made that peace. And she is just like, I, I think she thinks that now it's going to make people be worse because they think mm-hmm. they can get away with it, which like, I don't think that makes sense because people are just going to be shitty if they're shitty anyways. Like, yeah, it seems weird to be like, I should have made him a less nuanced character and like less realistic when it's like people are real and people are nuanced. So like, this seems like you just did a good job. Yeah, I mean, I think there's this there's this layer of like the show grappling with itself, you know, and like trying to be mm-hmm. trying to be meta and trying to be responsible. Yeah. You know, there's like the the Don Drapers of the world and the Dexters of the world. And it's like, oh, wow, yes, we can be toxic and this is cool. And now like people are hiding behind 
that excuse, which I don't think is necessarily true, but I do believe that it's possible. So I think it's an mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting conversation to have at least. I mean, obviously her reaction of like, I'm sorry, but we have to pull the whole thing is like completely absurd. But I understand her her like coming to terms with that realization of potentially having helped that happen is like mm-hmm. really difficult for her in light of everything that's happening with Bojack. Yeah, and I think that it wouldn't bug her so much if Bojack specifically hadn't made that mm-hmm. comment in his speech. But, like, yeah, like you think Bojack wrote that speech? Like, there's no way. <laughs> it's a good point, because, like, if she wasn't so close to it, I think she maybe wouldn't care as much. She'd be like, wow, this is just a good character. But she is so close to it, and it's Bojack playing that role and also taking from it that he feels okay about himself, and she knows this big, dark secret of his. And so it's like, I don't want to justify that action specifically. Yeah, she has like a purse to that point. She has like a very personal connection to the quote unquote people who will mm-hmm. use the show, you know, to justify it's it's, I just, it's complicated. I just feel like she's in the middle of a nervous breakdown. You're like not she's wrong. not she's not doing doing good here. Mm-hmm. No, neither of them are for sure. Oh no, so Bojack is certainly not doing. <laughs> he not hasn't doing been doing great. good in some time. No, yeah. <laughs> We also get like the small resolution of the Abel and Zig situation where the whole source of their conflict is that Abel thinks punchlines are easier and Zig thinks that setup is easier. Uh, And Princess Carolyn's like, well, why don't you just switch roles? And then they switch roles, make a joke together, instantly love each other again and sign the release. It's such a nothing (laughs) plotline, but it's so funny. It's nothing. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, hey, come here. And one of them is like so much taller than the other. It's, it makes sense. Love a hug between a short person and a super tall person. <laughs> it's hilarious so every time. Because you know they have to mean it. You know, it can't just be like, True. that's a lot of commitment. <laughs> He's leaning in. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, because nobody's ever leaned into something that they don't actually care about. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where... Diane ends up running into Bojack and I don't really know if she like was looking for him or if they just like happened to be in the same place together but she's really going on about how like the point of the show is not to make shitty people feel okay which like I don't know if she can even say what the point of the show is because it's not her show (laughs) yeah like she fixed it sure but like it's flip stupid show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I feel like she's definitely I really think like the meat here is definitely her getting into it with Bojack. Like I mm-hmm. feel like she's being silly and like going over the top by demanding all these episodes get pulled when obviously it's not gonna happen. Right. But like this whole Bojack thing, like I had to stop this in the middle because it was getting too intense. <laughs> yeah, I did not I did not enjoy watching this this fight. I didn't like how it had because it, it escalates really fast because like Diane's upset about the show and Bojack mm-hmm. is like something that you made is successful and it's resonating with people. Like that's a good thing. Which is a true mm-hmm. statement that Bojack is saying. I to your point, Lindsay. Like I remember the. I will never forget the first time I watched it, and I was so excited. Like I was like, "Holy crap! We're I can't believe we're actually getting like a a conversation that has so much meat to it, mm-hmm. and like they're literally saying everything they've been wanting to say. It's such like a, it's. This is going to sound so stupid, but, like, it's, like, this 
historical text almost of their entire relationship like it draws on so many moments that we've seen from every single season of them and it really is it feels so important like you can argue about you know whether like who who's right or you know neither of them are right it doesn't matter but like the emotion behind it feels so real Mm -hmm. and like I remember having to pause it because I was like oh my god oh my god this is incredible I can't believe this yeah. I re- I really love it. I I just I can't say I can't like say enough about how how good it feels to for them to like finally say these things to each other. Well, and that's the thing. I feel like it, I mean it definitely made me feel very very bad. But I also was like, it's rare that you get a show that can do that so effectively. Where like I legitimately feel like I'm sitting there watching like an actual argument that is making me have like a visceral physical reaction to it. Of like I was feeling really tense and anxious, and I was just like, wow, this is quite an accomplishment, even though it feels terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, this this scene made me very anxious. I did not like watching it, which is probably also coloring my perspective of like Diane in the episode too. Which I mean, maybe is like good for the show, but I just. I don't, maybe it's just because I would never like get into a fight like this at a party. <laughs> like I would be like, no, I'm gonna go just drink too much somewhere else. Like it's just not something. Like I don't know. Anyways, as they're arguing, it, it starts with Diane saying that she doesn't even know him. Like what happened mm-hmm. in New Mexico, and like putting together the pieces of of that. And mm-hmm. then the one interaction within this that I, I. That I don't want to say liked because that's not the right word. But Diane says she wanted to know what happened. Bojack says you never asked what happened. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you deserve to know every single shitty thing I do? Because like, in theory, that's cor- like that's correct. Like, I think everyone should know about what Bojack did in this situation because it's so gross. But like, in general, you don't really owe your friends like every single fact about you. And I think that maybe. Diane feels like she deserves to know everything because she wrote the memoir for him. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's not writing another book about him. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, too, that, like, I mean, definitely the stuff you're saying, I agree with. Like, I don't think your friends are entitled to know all the bad things you did just for the sake of knowing it. Like, especially if it's just, like, for gossipy reasons, which sometimes it can be, it can feel like that's all they want it for is, like, just to know that stuff about you. But, like, definitely the stuff that resonated the most with me or that has stuck with me the most is Bojack's reaction to it, where he's like, you know all the shitty things I did. Don't you think I feel terrible? Don't Like, they probably don't even remember it. I'm the victim here. And I was just like, oh, God. Yeah, no, like, that's- this, like, gas lady, like, bullshit yeah, that's I was disgusting. just like having such a reaction to the, that. the way like, he oh said that God. really escalates the situation and makes it worse but right yeah. before mm-hmm. he says that Diane talks about how well I wrote your memoir and we're friends and so when you do bad mm-hmm. things that makes me look bad and to me that like invalidates yeah. like 90% of what she has to say because it makes mm-hmm. it seem like it's coming from a selfish point of view rather than a like caring about doing the right thing point of view yeah, and he he does immediately call her out on that, obviously. But I think, yeah. in fairness to her, she's not asking him about every single shitty thing. She's asking about this yeah. very, very specific thing that she has heard him himself speak about in, like, mm-hmm. a moment of truth or weakness or whatever. And, like, for him to... And they're both, to your point, Kristen, like, they're kind of doing it to each other. Like, she, they're, mm-hmm. they're making, like, these false equivalencies like Mm -hmm. to each other they're both kind of like arguing in bad faith so to speak like she's not trying to find out every single shitty thing but also she's turning around and saying you make me look bad like it's all because like if she had she had heard that tape 
and went to Bojack's house and said, what the fuck did Anna Spanakopita just play for me? I heard you say this. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I mm-hmm. would have a lot more understanding for that mm-hmm. rather than the way that, like, it's dragged on and never really got addressed. And so then it's bottled up in her. Like, I've, I've had, like, kind of issues with how season five has been structured in general, mostly because of how that tape was and then it got ignored for a few episodes and so I just think it like to me it doesn't make sense that Diane would just sit with that information for so long without com- like mm-hmm. confronting him so then all yeah. of it makes no sense but yeah you're absolutely right neither of them is arguing in good faith here it's, it's bad well yeah that's a great way of putting it they're not arguing in good faith and I think I both of them are doing such a bad job of just communicating too or like obviously the emotions are like incredibly high they're talking about something really serious and it's hard to stay calm and talk about things like in a way that's not going to be incredibly accusatory and incredibly like hard to hear or take from either side so like but it just like escalates so much and then it's oh god yeah just so painful to watch this where it's like they're doing such a bad job of expressing themselves and you're like if you guys just took a breath for one second maybe this would be okay but like therapy session like yeah that could have helped mediation mediation yeah yeah and I guess that just shows my damage because I was loving it. I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like, <laughs> um, like but, but I will say like, it's it's that classic TV trope thing. And, and, and I am willing to, I'm willing to admit that maybe this is me being generous because I have been known and will always be generous to certain things about, about the show specifically. But like that classic thing of like, even on Grey's Anatomy, Kirsten, like not to say that that's quality, but like, oh, you find out something <laughs> and then we're going to sit on it for a little bit. And like, yeah. in this case, his mom died. And then we had like the therapy episode, right? Or like when they were talking. So they did like at least find clever, realistic ways to or my opinion, to kind of, like, explain why they hadn't talked about it. But then once she writes the script, it's basically all out in the open because he knows that she knows something. He has no idea how much she knows. And Mm -hmm. she's, like... She's they're basically playing chicken with each other, like, all leading up to this Mm -hmm. argument for so many episodes. Like, are we going to talk about it? Well, I don't know. Are we going to talk about it? I don't know. I I love this dirty game that they're playing. (laughs) In real life, for me personally... I would have I would have been calling someone the moment I found out and be like, what the fuck did you do? Yeah. Like, we, we we need to talk about this instantly. Yeah. So I did just to me, it doesn't make sense that Diane wouldn't. But I mean, it does take all kinds like the, the, we're all different <laughs> kinds of people. So I'm sure that for some people, they would sit on it and it would end up with more of an explosion. I think it's interesting, too, because, like, if we look back on the episode where she's talking to her therapist, it's like, I do think you see a little bit of her just, like, not wanting it to be anything. Like, I'm not going to bring this up because I'm hoping that it's nothing. She's like, it's probably nothing, right? But she sounds really young. Like, that sounds bad. So, like, you can you can hear her struggling a bit with herself. But, like, you're absolutely right. Of course, you would call about this. But, like, I can I can definitely see her being like, as long as I don't actually know what he did, I don't have to confront it directly. Yeah. And also, that therapist gave her awful advice. Like, tell him yeah. that I said, like, tell what are you doing? Like, yeah. inserting yourself into your... That's, like, I thought that's, like, rule number one. She is a messy oh, bitch who anyway. loves her drama. We, are, we already know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Perfection. Um, no, I love Wanda Sykes and Issa Rae. So. <laughs> Issa Rae didn't need it to be done. <laughs> um... <laughs> So as as Liz, Lindsay mentions, Bojack goes straight into that gas lady like I've suffered the most out of all of my actions, mm-hmm. which is like 
I don't know, like, I know that he's not well and he has a lot of trauma, but I just don't even understand how he could possibly feel that way. And Diane does yeah. not make it better by instantly bringing up Sarah Lynn. Like, yeah. oh, how, how are you the victim in that? And I, like, I felt, like, my heart, like, skipped Me a beat at, at that moment because it's just so... And, like, she's right. He's not the mm-hmm. victim in that or most of what he does. But yep. it's still just, like... Oh man, like remember when you guys used to talk about stuff and now mm-hmm. this is your interaction? Like her saying to him and the tone that she's using too where she's just like like everything she's saying is just like dripping with venom where she's like yeah. okay, you were the victim in this situation where like she looked at you as a father figure and then you had sex with her and then she was sober and you took her on a bender and she died. And it's just like Jesus Christ, Diane. Like yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you're right. He's not the victim here, but also just like, holy shit, that's harsh. Yeah. Yeah. And then she continues like, and you have a show and you're successful with your girlfriend in it yeah. and you're at a party. Who's alive. This is hard for yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, I think Bojack makes a great point here where like he goes, you won all the points in the argument. And it's like, yeah, you did. But like, there was a lot of bloodshed in this fight. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, when he says that, it's, like, on the one hand, it's very, like, immature, like, all right, fine, yeah, you want, like, being, like, a super sore loser about it, but, yeah, to your point, Lindsay, like, God, like, what it took to get there, like, that Mm -hmm. was, there's no, in, you know, in in some sense, there's no coming back from that, like, once you've said Exactly, it's not a win you can feel good about. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, no one is leaving this interaction feeling good. But you're right, Ariel. Like, how do you come back from that? Like, you said some stuff that's just, like, untake-backable. Yeah. Yeah. And and when he says, like, real quick, when he's back when he said, like, oh, I'm most of those women don't even remember. Like, he he himself knows it's not true because he says, he adds on, I bet, to the end of the sentence. But he trails off as he's saying the words, I bet. Like, he knows that Mm -hmm. that's not true. Um, well, yeah, and he even says to Diane of, like, maybe the reason I haven't told you is because nothing happened, which, like, made me feel like someone punched me in the stomach. But, like, you have gone to to Penny's college and you saw her, like, freak out when she saw you. Yeah. You know it was something. Well, and also, like, and the what he has said before and he has admitted to mm-hmm. himself and at least one other person is that though nothing yeah. had happened yet... Although, which nothing is a loose definition because of all the other problematic shit he did at that high school prom. He he doesn't know for sure that he would have not done anything. And it really is like he knows he would have done it. Yeah, Yeah, that's clearly the part that's that's killing him. And that has killed him basically since it happened. And like anytime he has to like think about it or confront it, he, he knows he, he knows himself well enough by now. He, he references it here, his 30 years of stuff that he doesn't even remember doing things that like people probably do remember. And he's just like, whatever, one more, one more thing on the list of him making him himself feel shitty. Yeah. One one quick thing I want to point out about like the music. There's been this thing throughout the season, like there was this little guitar strum that that like they played right before Penny went into the boat, like back in season mm-hmm. two. And every time the New Mexico thing has come up in this season, they play that same little guitar strum. Whoa. So it's this thing that I like. I hear it. And I'm like, oh god, it's it's here. Oh my god! And when it came it's up incredible. in this argument, they did the same thing again. Wow. Okay, that's an incredible Easter egg, and thank you for sharing that. (laughs) 
just I'm afraid to watch this again but I might just hear it (laughs) I can't do I don't think I can do it like I literally don't think I can do it like my heart is already broken enough yeah I respect that person yeah and this is where uh Bojack finally tells her what happened and it's very tough I definitely thought this had happened at this point. As we've been talking through this, I was like, yeah, the moment where she says, like, what about Sarah Lynn? He already told her. But no, that's just just getting started here. Yes. And also before that, too, there is the point where Bojack, like, tries to say that he's trying to move forward. Mm -hmm. Diane says he hasn't changed. And he has the quote. He says, when you met me, I was depressed because I didn't like myself. And when you wrote that book and sold a million copies, it told me that as messed up as I am, that's okay. And now I'm okay. So, like, it's obviously not okay. But... Mm -hmm. It's not good, and this is also where Diane said before he even tells the story. Diane says we can't be friends; like we're like we're not friends anymore. This relationship's bad for both of us. Which, like, true. This relationship mm-hmm. is bad for both of them, and I feel like we have been queuing that up over the past like five seasons of coverage on on this podcast. But it's just so yeah. much. But then when Bojack tells her the story saying that nothing actually happened he's like holding her arm I don't even think he realizes he's holding her arm I think he's just like looking for something to like grip to in that moment and it's like the worst possible (sighs) thing like it's not okay I'm not justifying it you should never grab anybody in that way especially when it's someone that you know does not want anything to do with you but he's like not letting I feel like it's like he's like in the memory and is just like paralyzed in that moment and is just like holding her arm and she's like let me go yeah i feel like to some extent he's like almost seeing charlotte there of like Mm -hmm. let me tell you that i didn't do anything like please believe me don't go and diane's voice here just like rips right through my heart where she's like you are hurting me and i would like you to let go now yeah that's that's the only that's that's the only moment honestly in the whole episode where i was like yeah i'm on diane's side here (laughs) like a hundred percent yeah, it, oh, it, it's so pre- it's pretty chilling. Like, obviously, there's something extra charged about like a fee mm-hmm. of you know like a woman being grabbed by a man, and she's like yeah. you can tell like now she's just south of like concerned for herself. She's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna say this, and like I'm trying to communicate with like another human with the human being that I know is in there, even though we've been arguing. Like you mm-hmm. are you are hurting me, and I would like you to let me go. Yeah, and you, you like it's. I don't know. I feel like Allison Breed does such a good job with this, where it's like you can hear exactly where you would be in that situation, where you're like trying to keep the panic out of your voice yeah. and be like, okay, I'm just gonna try this again, get you to stop. Like I'm not freaking out. I'm staying super calm, so you don't do anything irrational and attack me. Right. Please just let me go. And it's like Jesus Christ. Oh my God, I have written in all caps in my notes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, relatable. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. it's really it's really hard because yeah, you can tell it's like the situation where you're like, I have to stay calm to protect myself. Yeah, and that's um, such a scary that's such a scary place to arrive after everything that they have yeah. been through, and like you know, obviously good and bad and a lot bad, but like they she never really f- felt like concern for her own safety before, like around him in this mm-hmm. way. Yes, exactly. So she leaves and Bojack instantly takes a ton of pills and grabs a drink. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cope, healthy coping from Bojack once again. Yeah. So many pills that Blurry he, the, 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 like the, the boundary, whatever, the contrast of the lines around Bojack are blurring and there's like multiple of mm-hmm. him. It's yeah. not great for his liver. 
Oh no, his <laughs> Bojack's liver is, is not evicted. not good. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I did like this. Like I had seen in the Bojack wiki ahead of time that the night sky when he takes the pills, the sky turns into the sky from the night in New Mexico at the prom. And uh, once I was like clued into that, incredible touch. So sad. It's listen. Yeah. It's a it's a great thing for the show to include but why did they didn't have to do that to us like they could have decided yeah. not and it still would have been meaningful yeah. <laughs> it's a great show why they gotta be like that yeah. and they do also have like the background signs like they're so when they first start the conversation there's this there's like the filbert sign in the background of the entrance and it says what did he do like oh, while yeah. Diane and Bojack are talking. And then later there's another sign of like, we've seen the Mr. Peanut Butter like word bubble, whatever from the show as his character, where it usually says like whatever barf. I forget. I've even forgot the phrase now, but this one during the argument says, don't tell her or some version of that. Oh, of like, my God. Like, oh, God. This is so, it's so upsetting. There, I'm begging <sighs> you to stop pausing this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like with the t-shirt thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So we also get Henry Fondle saying, uh, more, 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 give it to me. Lindsay, can you do it in the robot voice, please? More, more, give it to me. Uh, and so then it's like, wow, looks like that we're going to get more episodes. Looks like we're getting picked up for season two. And Flip says, we're getting more episodes. And mom thought I'd Ariel's never last broken. longer than hung. And I cried. Well, now who's hung, mom? <laughs> Oh my god, I laughed so hard. I was watching this at work today. <laughs> shout out to Ariel's employers. Like after yeah, shout out, after like such an intense, intense scene that goes on for mm-hmm. like, I don't know, eight minutes. Like it's like a really long time this this yeah. conversation between Diana and Bojack and <laughs> like straight to this joke. It's so good. It's so funny. Well and the other thing too is so Hung did Hung get two seasons or three seasons? I can't remember. Three, I, I think. Th- I know I got at least two. I think they got, yeah, they got three seasons. So I think Flip is celebrating prematurely here. Prematurely, <laughs> so to speak. That was not intentional. Oh, Ariel said it's like, I know, I'm sorry. Oh we have Henry Fondle with his damn dildo speaking out. That's just where my brain went. And yet you're being the more pretty <laughs> one on the episode. And there's a literal sex robot here. I'm going to get canceled before Henry Fondle. <laughs> So the way what we get at the end of the episode is Diane is very upset after the interaction, understandably so. She like is kicking <laughs> the sandbags and stuff in frustration, which sets the Bojack balloon free to sail over the ocean and bring Margot Martindale back to life. But <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter's there and offers to drive her home. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. Bojack uh, interrupts Gina being interviewed and makes out with her in front of everyone. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting moment here because Gina's like talking to the interviewers and she's like, oh, I'll probably just like repurpose my speech from the SAG Awards. And then she's like, oh my God, can you clarify that I'm not being cocky and I'm charmingly <laughs> self effacing? That was such a great like, little behind, behind the, well, not behind the scenes, but like, Bo, you know, the, the camera's focused on Bojack and she's talking in the background. Yeah. And it's like a really funny, it's really mm-hmm. And that part also was like a fun callback-ish to earlier in the episode Princess Carolyn's telling Diane how to act and is like just be yourself and be like 
I don't remember uh, the something other word. Something effusive. Yeah, was uh, it charming, charmingly? Was it charmingly effusive? effusive? Is that the same? Yeah. Is it the same phrase Gina said? <laughs> no, I she think said charmingly so self-effacing. But I think to your point, right. it's too similar to not to be like put to, like not somewhat intentional. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. intentional, and I I think that yeah. that's really really funny because Diane goes, oh, I can't. Well, I can't be those two yeah. things. Wait, those how am I supposed to be those two things? <laughs> <laughs> See, Diane makes you laugh, Kirsten. I'm, I'm not, like, I, I'm <laughs> no, not I know, coming I'm totally out here being like, oh, I hate Diane as a character forever, and this is the worst. I just, like, I, I don't know. I misogynist Kirsten McKenzie. Oh, my God. No, no, no. You're just, <laughs> now you're, we're both you're, canceled. You're analyzing <laughs> her in the argument. Yeah, I, I, I think it's because yes. I've never watched BoJack to analyze it before. I've just, cons- like, yeah. I've never thought so critically about Diane as I have through this watch through because I think I liked mm-hmm. Diane a lot more the first time I, w- I, like, I watched the show or, like, before we were watching it to podcast about it. I think that just, like, having, like, that analytical lens on her of how, like, the writers don't really know what to do with her a lot of the time has made mm-hmm. it a lot easier for me to be like, oh, well, like, I don't like how she's written in this way and it's not like Alison Brie's fault and it's not the character Diane's fault it's just like (laughs) the writers really did not know what to do with her at all like and it's it's just like how with like Princess Carolyn even though she's like my favorite character in the show they really haven't given her any dimension like that we've given we've got her backstory we have how she Mm -hmm. is professionally and then in personal relationships, they really have just been like, okay, well, we've decided she wants a baby and can't have one, and that's her personality. Yeah. Like, they really don't give much depth to the female characters on this show in general. Yeah. And I think, like, to be clear, I think all of your points are totally valid. And I think, like, one of the nice things about doing this project is that, like, instead of this time me just being absolutely on Diane's side, it's much clearer this time of like, oh, you're both so bad at this and like you're both so damaged and like you're both doing this absolutely wrong and like any moral high ground you had, Diane, you may have thrown away somewhat and like Bojack, you suck. So I think, yeah, I just think it adds a lot more nuance to it and I think all of your critiques are right. You you don't have to pump my tires too much. Like you're, we're allowed to disagree, (laughs) Lindsay. I think all your critiques are fair. Okay, there you go. That that works. Yeah, I don't know. And again, I just want to be very, I'm not like pro Bojack in this situation. Yeah, no, like no. I'm not Akiva Winokur saying he's my favorite character on the show. <laughs> Name a character. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh you like Bojack? Bojack Name three characters. <laughs> Name a woman. <laughs> but okay, so with the last scene of the episode, we get Mr. Peanut Butter driving Diane home. She compliments his acting because I guess she never noticed that he could act before. She says, I finally got you to leave a party early. He says he would do anything for her. She asks why, because she's a disaster. He says, you're not a disaster. You're Diane. And Diane asks him to come in. Mm-hmm. End of episode. So how do y'all feel about that? <laughs> I love that they both <laughs> retreat to like, they had this terrible feud. And then mm-hmm. they, that has clearly been like bottling up for a long time. And now... They both retreat to what feels good to them or has felt good in the yeah. past. It's just mm-hmm. soup, that part of it is superhuman and like relatable, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And like, like you said, they're reverting to something that feels comfortable. And like, they've both just had like a very like uncomfortable, like obviously Diane's is a lot more intense, but like Mr. Peanut Butter was just told like your girlfriend doesn't think you're a good actor basically. And like, I hate your show. And then to hear your ex be like, oh my God, you're such a good actor. You did a really good job. And like, she says it very genuinely and sounds really sincere and there doesn't appear to be anything like nefarious going on there. And then for her, he's like, you're amazing. And I think you're great. And I would do nice things for you. Yeah. Like, of course she wants to hear that. And of course she's going to be taken in by that. She's like, ooh, tell me more about that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, let's talk for a long time about that. (laughs) I just, Mr. Peanut Butter has said he's still in love with her. So, Mm -hmm. like, Diane's not really being fair to him in this situation either, where, like, she's the one who was unhappy and ended things and then, like, is now sending him a mixed signal. Mm -hmm. Does Does she know that he said that? She she doesn't know about that, but, like, she does know that she's the one who broke things off. And, like, she most recently had a conversation with him about how his relationships have gone wrong. And, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like she's doing something to make herself feel better without thinking about the consequences to the other person involved, which is, like, a very BoJack thing to do. And Mm -hmm. it's not, it just, it also left a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, definitely. Me too. And I think like this is one of those things where people are often like, you can still get along with someone and be like better off not as romantic partners with someone like you can be better off just being friends with somebody. And I think this is the case with them where like, she's giving him pretty good advice. And like, they're doing like, he's still picking her up from the airport and driving her home. And like, they're still like, they have a a pretty potentially healthy friendship is what they could have if they would just deal with that. But I think sometimes the risk there is then you're like, oh, like, why did we break up again? Like, you forget yeah. about the parts that don't work in your relationship. It's so easy to backslide into, like, I mean, especially yeah. just, like, the the physical intimacy that they had and shared. It, um, and it's so fresh still, too. Yeah, like, you know how in, like, when you're in recovery, you're not supposed to get into any, like, new relationships for a year? Yeah. I feel like after a breakup... If you are not in, like, a situation with, like, co-parenting or, like, other obligations that make you see each other, I think you should not see your ex for a year after the breakup. <laughs> I think that that should be, like, a rule. If at all. Like, obviously, it's not possible in every situation. But I think that if it is possible, that should be the rule. I think that it would make everyone's lives a little bit better. I mean, it, it, w- it would have helped historically in a couple of cases. I will say that. <laughs> I don't disagree with this. <laughs> <laughs> We have lots of feedback about this episode. I am not shocked by that whatsoever. Sarah says, would you rather be charmingly effusive or just yourself? I can be both those things at once. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't always I don't always enjoy being myself, but I think I would I would rather the healthy thing to say, I think, right? <laughs> I'd rather be myself so I'm say I really, that. <laughs> I really struggle to be effusive. I feel like I always sound sarcastic. <laughs> Yeah, the authenticity thing is always big with me. Yeah. She said crazy that the Harry Fondle thing crosses multiple episodes. It's Henry. Henry Fondle. Yeah, Harry Fondle's <laughs> much darker. <laughs> Got a close-up of Princess Carolyn's bookcase by her desk, which is my dream desk, by the way, and some fun cat puns there. I like a take of two kitties and the color purple. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. Love that. Yeah. And lastly, she says, I love the silly side plots. This season is so dark. It's nice to have something else to focus on. Yeah, yes, you need sure. the you need them. Noah says, I got to say, I don't get mad at Diane for calling out BoJack during the premiere. Somebody had to do it. His weak ass self-justifications are nauseating. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. they are pretty weak. They ass. are. <laughs> but she still didn't do it right. 
Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> I'll die on that's a hill I'm willing to die on. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've done this before, and they're so bad at it. They never approach things correctly. It's like during a party, let's talk about all the things that are wrong with yeah, you. Yeah, like, and we didn't talk about it, but throughout it, they're like dodging people while they have this very public inter- mm-hmm. like altercation, and it's like no. Yeah. Oh my. God. Yeah, Lin- you just reminded me, Lindsay, like that big altercation in at the end of season mm-hmm. three when she's like, you know, are you okay? I'm not gonna be around to like you know help you or whatever she says some really dark stuff to him that i won't repeat it was, it was also at a party yeah yep. they really are just yeah. not good for each they really aren't good for each other i would argue i'm, I'm not going to disagree with what you just said kirsten but i would argue that they they're not good for each other but they are good at at showing each other parts of themselves if that makes sense like making yeah. making them making themselves look at themselves mm-hmm. in a way that they wouldn't otherwise. Well, because, like, they're both in their filth. So it's like yeah. they're in it yeah. together so they can just be <laughs> bad together. Right, mm-hmm. two pigs. They're good at, like, holding a mirror up to each other, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Kaylee wrote in and said, How I found this pod is a little weird. I was in an in-school suspension and was bored because, duh. <laughs> Kaylee's in high school. A <laughs> child? <laughs> Uh, she said she loves this podcast oh my god she said i I looked up bojack on spotify and listened all day while i learned my lesson and all that which really made me laugh wait 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 did did (laughs) all day yeah it's an in-school suspension some kind of breakfast club situation i don't think that taking kids away from their classes is a helpful way to learn a lesson like away from their literal lessons like literally like yeah. I guess, like, thank you to to the school for giving the suspensions so that we could gain a new horse girl. But, like, I'm sorry you had to go through that. I feel like that was not the appropriate way to punish you. Definitely. We heard from someone else. It's an anonymous email, so I'm not sure who Ooh. this is. But I'm midway through, the season, through season four, and I'm loving it. I basically binged the whole thing in the past two weeks, and it really fills a hole in my life. You two are adorable Aww. hosts, and I enjoy every guest. So shout out to Ariel. Ooh, um, sending my love from Tunisia. What? Wow. Yeah. That's got to be new country Surf's for y'all, up. right? I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, that I we've heard so. of. Like, no one from Tunisia yeah. has reached out to us before that. Oh, my God. That's We're exciting. international, baby. So yes. so proud to be a horse girl. So love that. Oh There's a time zone down there. <laughs> what time is it in Tunisia right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, true. What time is it right now? Tunisia edition. <laughs> I'm going to look it up if you want to continue reading feedback. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we also lastly heard from Erica. <gasps> oh, my God. Erica. <laughs> I love that in the episode Head in the Clouds, Diane's character is basically calling out any Bojack fans getting the wrong idea from the show. <laughs> Diane says making Philbert more vulnerable and likable might only make people rationalize his shitty toxic behavior, which is for sure something the creators of Bojack Horseman were concerned about at this point with their own show. And I like how this is a good reminder that no, we should not be excusing Bojack's horrible behavior, even though we see his vulnerability. He is not the victim. Yes. Also, I don't know which side character makes me laugh more, Henry Fondle or Vincent Adultman. Who do you guys find the most ridiculous and funny? <sighs> For me, I think Vincent Adultman is more ridiculous, but I mm-hmm. I laugh at Henry Fondle more. If Vincent Adultman yeah, <laughs> and Princess Carolyn never went on a cruise, I would say Henry Fondle <laughs> with a bullet. But thinking about Princess Carolyn going on a cruise with two children in a trench coat and never finding out kills me yeah. every time like it cracks me <laughs> up so i'm i'm gonna have to go with vincent adultman yes 
Also, right now it's 4.21 a.m. on Tuesday, March 1st in wow. Tunisia. They're only one hour past London, it looks like. That's it for feedback. And I I forgot to tweet because I'm a trash person and I've been really busy at work, so I'm really <laughs> sorry about that. But okay. we, we don't we don't have anything from Twitter. But we could have stuff from Twitter if people wanted to tweet at us at Bojack Horsepod. Also still welcoming emails, bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. Did you hear how excited we were when we got introduced to the listeners? Like, send us a hello. We wanna we, we love it. Especially like if you've heard from like about us because you were punished for something in school that was funny or if you're from a country that we haven't mentioned on the pod before because we don't even know there's people there listening that's super cool so mm-hmm. would love more of that from people as well um yeah, you can send it anonymously apparently we will know. take an anonymous one yeah. we will also take five star podcast reviews <laughs> if you listen on spotify it's so easy you just click the five stars and it gives us a five star review we can look periodically to see how many we have and it'll make us feel good but you can also leave one on apple Podcasts, and then you can write why you like the show and we'll read it and your validation will further validate us and it's just like a a circle jerk of validation and it was really nice <laughs> if you will <laughs> Um, but Ariel thank you so much for joining us again this was so much fun it was so much fun I'm so I was so happy to be able to talk about Bojack and the twisted relationship of 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 Diane and Bojack which is like my north star (laughs) of the show and always has been and it's such a thrill I I love listening to you all and and getting to be on here uh for a second time especially was was super super amazing Thank you. Oh, my God. Me trying to say thank you to you and you make it heartfelt. How dare you? So if the other horse girls are hoping to hear more from you, where can they find you? Okay, so I'm on Twitter at that other Ariel. I do podcasting for Push Show Recaps. I do movie reviews, movie recaps with friend of the pod of this pod, Grace Leader. I'm also doing after party coverage, after party being the show on Apple TV Plus. We're wrapping that up this week is the finale. Actually, it might have been next week by the time this was at some point. Whatever <laughs> time. What time is it right now back then? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> what time was it then? <laughs> <laughs> and also me and uh, Marissa G will be recap. We finished our, our coverage of Inventing Anna on Netflix, and we are mm-hmm. keeping on the grifter beat and going to be covering The Dropout, the Theranos Elizabeth Holmes oh, story my God. coming out on Hulu. Ooh. Right, The Dropout is the name of the show, also based on, I think that was the name of the podcast or the book. Mm-hmm. It was the, the podcast, yes. Oh my god, Ariel, I'm obsessed. Obsessed. Ooh, so I will talk yeah, to you anytime. I don't know if you that. that I'm like starting to get into <laughs> Oh, it's so interesting. Now. What a I scammer. I just, I just knew about the voice. Yeah, I, I was um. going to say, should, should I start trying to talk like this all the time? Would what? it work? Would you take <laughs> me more seriously? <laughs> I'll, I'll admit this thing that I shouldn't say out loud, but like I, on inventing an, on the inventing Anapod, I was doing like the Anna Delvey voice, which is like all kinds of messed up and goes <laughs> mm-hmm. in and out of all kinds of crazy accents. And then I was talking to myself, I was answering back in like the Elizabeth Holmes voice. So I was having like a full conversation. Oh my God. Um, Incredible. I... I don't know what to do with that. But everyone should definitely go check out Ariel's work on Pusher Recaps. Very talented, very funny, very good. And if you want to hear more 
from Lindsay and I. Go follow the Simpsons Then and Now podcast. I don't know how many times I have to tell you, but I know you haven't all listened yet, and it's not okay. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. But you can also hear more from me. The Bridgerton post-show recap is in full swing with season one recaps, and when season two drops, there will be more of that with myself, Sasha Joseph, Sarah Carradine, and Geneva Guadalupe. I'm having a lot of time, uh, fun with that. Also, oh, Riverdale will be back by the time this drops, so that's... You sound physically uh, ill saying that. That's Wait, a fact. How was, was Rivervale? It was Limited actually event. really good. It was really good, and now it's going back to stupid Riverdale, which is so much worse, It's which makes it harder. It makes it harder that Rivervale was good. Right. You've seen what it could be. And exactly. Like, Rivervale was so much better, especially because it didn't have Archie in it because he died at the end of the first episode of Rivervale. Oh, but, like, then it, there, it was, like, a weird, like, dimensional time, th- like, alternate universe Ooh. thing. So then now in real Riverdale, Archie's still alive so it's implicitly worse sucks the crushing lows (laughs) that is the crushing low of high school football to me Uh. also big brother canada will be out and i during this recording have just been informed that i was on last night's uh big brother canada recap on monday march 7th so i'm sure that was great (laughs) what a good job it was amazing that was me uh well okay Subject to change, but that was me, <laughs> Rob, Sister Nino, Taryn Armstrong, and and Sasha Joseph. So sure wow. to be. I bet you all had so much fun. Yeah, that it was <laughs> what, a, what a crew! But yeah, and you can also follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including Twitch.tv/slash Kirsten Said What. We will be back next week for season five, episode eleven, The Showstopper. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.